Welcome back to another episode of College Town Talk. I'm Jonathan Frank. And I'm Shan Stout. Well, Shan, it's finals week here at Tech. It's also our final episode of the year before we take a little break for the holidays. And we are going out with a bang. We've talked to a lot of faculty and staff here at Tennessee Tech, but today we're interviewing our first dean. Yes, I'm a little nervous about it. That's right, Jonathan. We're talking with Dr. Joseph Slater, the dean of Tennessee Tech's College of Engineering. And he has a very fascinating story to tell. But first, we'll hear from the power couple of Hannah and Justin Davis. They are both Tennessee Tech alums. Uh, Justin is back at Tech working on his master's. And together, they own Vertical Coffee Company here in town. And Shan, I was excited to talk to Hannah and Justin because I remember them and I, I knew of them when I was a tech student. And I know we both agree on not having favorites when it comes to coffee shops in Cookville. There's so many good ones. I've heard you say before it would be like picking a favorite child, but Vertical Coffee is definitely high on my list. Well, how could it not be? Their coffee is amazing, but there are so many wonderful places. Hannah and Justin bring so much to our community and listen to this, they're also raising four wonderful kids. Yeah, they keep a busy schedule, so we better not keep them waiting. Here is our conversation with Tennessee Tech alumni and the owners of Vertical Coffee Company, Hannah and Justin Davis. Welcome back to College Town Talk. We are now joined by the Cookville Power couple themselves, Justin and Hannah Davis. Now, Justin and Hannah are proud Tennessee Tech alumni and the owners of Vertical Coffee Company, if you didn't already know that. And they're, of course, located on West Spring Street right here in town. Now, outside of their work helping tech students and Cookvillians get their Java fix, you can find Justin at Washington Avenue Baptist Church, where he is a worship leader. And Hannah, of course, is at Cookville Regional Medical Center, where she serves as marketing and communications director. Now, Justin and Hannah are also the proud parents of four amazing children. And I'd just like to be the first. Justin and Hannah, welcome to College Town Talk. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to be a part. Thanks for inviting us on. All right, you two. We're going to get right down to business because we have so many questions to ask you. Now, first off, Vertical Coffee Company is such a gem in our community. It is a beautiful space. And we want to talk about your new storefront in just a minute. But first... What made you all decide to get into the coffee business? So Justin and I both come from a past of entrepreneurs. And so we always kind of knew that we wanted to be in business. Even when we were dating, we would talk about um, being in business together, what kind of business would look like. And yeah. so we love coffee. Uh, our first <laughs> date was at a coffee shop. Um, and so when the opportunity presented itself to a friend who owned it previously, um, we thought and prayed about it and thought this is a great place where we can do community um, and bless our staff and and kind of get that entrepreneurial spirit spirit thing that we love so much. Yeah, we um, like the idea of community. I, I think coffee is something we I know I grew into. Uh, she may have liked it before me, but during college, like getting to know people through uh, the local shops um, or really the local shop at the time at, at Poets and places like that. Um, and then as I started work and we started having a family, I could grew more in love with that idea of community. And so having an opportunity like that for coffee shops was just 
very unique about them. It's it's all about seeing people and, and regulars and just the people you get to know and spend time with very appealing to us and just kind of how we are. And so it, it made sense to us and we took the plunge. Justin and Hannah, as Sham mentioned, you all have a beautiful new cafe space for guests to enjoy located directly across the street from your original location. And for people that haven't been, it is uh, it is a work of art what you all have done with that space. I know it was a it is a historical building. A lot of work went into the renovations. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So um, one of the wonderful things is our loyal customers, Lauren and Ben Greening, um, who are Lauren is a local architect. They had this vision um, for the building across the lo- uh, street from uh, our old location. Um, to renovate this space and to make it. And so they approached us and were like, would y'all be interested? And at that time, we're coffee, we're a coffee shop. We're also a commercial wholesale roaster. Um, so we that is the bulk of our our business. And we needed a space to increase our roasting capacity. So when they approached us, we were able to sit down with them and kind of give them our vision for this new space. Definitely took a little longer on everyone's end. It is an old building. We had to bring all of those things. It has been sitting empty for, I've been guessing between like 50 to 70 years at this point. I don't even know. Like, I mean, it's been sitting empty for a very long time. So at least 50 plus years. And um, so it took some time, but we sat down and um, drafted this beautiful space and they kind of helped make our dream a reality and had some dreams of their own. Yeah, so. definitely lots of, uh, hard work and, uh, engineers were involved, structural engineers. Um, they've got a great vision for those kinds of things and have, and have obviously done that kind of stuff in our community with other buildings as well. So it was neat to see this one come to life. And there's really some cool features that still sort of remain intact inside of our space that, um, or a bit of a calling card back to what it used to be, um, which is just the empty, uh, I guess the the old laundromat and the place with the cars inside, as people like to refer to it a lot. So, <laughs> well, for our listeners, if you have not seen Vertical Coffee Company, you need to go in and and just enjoy the ambiance and, of course, a great cup of coffee. And it is a a magical space. And I can tell all the hard work and love that's gone into it. Now, I want to take a moment and talk about the fact that, you know, you're talking about community and there is a special camaraderie amongst small business owners here in Cookville. And I get to see this firsthand because, of course, uh, I manage the Visitors Bureau and the Visitors Shop uh, on the west side. And um, we we saw this great story first when it popped up on Facebook and then we heard about it in person. But um, I think that that camaraderie was on full display not too long ago when the espresso machine went out at another great coffee shop in town, the Exceptional Bean. And we saw that Justin went over to fix it. And that is just a beautiful testament to the way that our community supports one another, even when it means doing repair work for a competitor. So I thought this was, oh, just so endearing, so precious, and it spoke to your character. Can you talk about how you've seen small businesses, owner, you know, owners over the years show up for each other? Uh, what are some of your other local spots in the region that are favorites to you, you know, just kind of talk about that relationship between business to business. I think, you know, that story, look, I've been right where they were <laughs> and, and they were there. Uh, this local shop's a, a great customer of ours as well, which is, is so appreciated. And I just, I think our background and, and even just the way I hope to live our life, the way we hope to raise our kids is look, if you see a need, you need to meet a need. 
And, you know, we do see that a lot in our community through the local businesses and, and it's, it's our job to show up. And so I was, I was not uh, burdened by it or anything. I was excited to be able to do it. And it was a fun experience. And, and uh, you know, I know one day I may be in the same boat and I want to see uh, hopefully someone with more knowledge than me step up and, and help out as well. And I remember another local business professional uh, during COVID and during all the, the craziness that was going on, uh, just the whole idea of, hey, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. And, and, and I think that's what we want to see and be a part of in Cookville. I think we do see that. And the hope is that that continues uh, uh, to be just sort of a character of our community and our town. And, and that's through individual efforts and just supporting each other um, and, and being there in those moments as much as possible. And, and when, when able, absolutely promoting each other. I think there is room for everyone. And, and so you just do your thing and do your niche. And, and I, we just believe in promoting other people. We think that goes a lot further than just simply trying to be competitive for for the sake of, of being the best or being the most profitable, whatever they mean. There's many more things more important in life than just those things. And you want to answer the... Oh, some of our favorite locals. So, yeah. well, we we try to support any of our local businesses here. Um, we eat out a lot. Um, I, of course, work in Cobble Regional. We, I walk down all the time and we're enjoying the downtown areas. Um, we love to eat at Seven Senses. Um, we love to actually. I eat at all the places. There's not even one. Like there's there's several, and we we love to go by and visit. We go shopping. Um, I, I know this will come of no surprise if you know of the place, but my kids love going in Plenty Bookshop. Um, that is something I grew up loving to go into bookstores. I love to read and we've not had in our community and our kids are getting to experience that. And so many communities don't have that. And so I think going back even into that with what we wanted to create when we were sitting down with Ben and Lauren thinking about our space, we've been in spaces when we traveled and we wanted to bring a different experience of coffee here that didn't exist. Um, also bringing in different communities, different pieces of furniture that are within our business. Um, they've come from Hispanic populations and people who are striving in Nashville to become a musician. And we've got people from different, um, just different walks of life. And we've taken furniture and different pieces and brought that in. Um, we've had Habitat Restore in there. We wanted to make sure that what our space is, you can say that you're one thing, but if you're showing that all the time, um, it goes further. And that even goes back to, we can say that we support local businesses, but if you're not being seen supporting them, it's really, it's really hard to, to claim that. And so we love all of our local businesses, um, the small ones and um, appreciate them I greatly. Yeah. Enjoy them too. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Justin and Hannah, I want to go back to your all's time at Tennessee Tech. And, and one of the things that I love about tech, I saw this when I was a student, I, I see it now working there, is that there is truly something for everyone, a place where any student can get plugged in and find community. I, I really believe that no matter what your major, your interests, your beliefs, uh, there is a student group, an organization meeting on or near campus to fill that niche. I, I can almost guarantee it. And for you, I know that what that place was the off-campus Baptist Collegiate Ministry, or BCM. What was it about that place that was so meaningful to you all? Uh, I'll I'll start this one because we would not be sitting here if not for the, <laughs> the BCM. Um, and and so, but 
uh, I'm extra special or it's extra special place in my heart because it's how uh, me and Hannah, we knew each other from high school, but we reconnected um, after some time in college. Um, and for me, that place is probably even a little bit more special. I think it's something neat about Tennessee Tech is there's lots of opportunities to connect and lots of ways to build community and find people. Um, I remember my friends uh, inviting me to that. People I see all the time, but inviting me to something else um, where typically during those nights, I wouldn't have had a place to go. Um, even as a Christian, even as someone involved in their church, I, I never really had that community up until that point. And so it's it's a very great experience at Tech to be able to connect to so many different communities. Um, and I've, I've actually I'm currently a student as well there, and, and I still continue to see even more of those opportunities come around. Um, uh, the BCM special, there's all kinds of places. Um, all the departments seem to be doing a great job trying to connect students and, and not just connecting them on campus, but also I see a lot of efforts to connect them into the community as well, um, which I think is uh, very needed and, and very, you know, it's great when I can hire someone, but it's neat to be able to be involved in what uh, other students are doing and experiencing as well. Yeah, I, I echo all that Justin said. Um, yeah, and it definitely is a place that we we reconnected. So I think more than, it was a place for me, it was special because I was going through a really hard season of my life and I was actually driving around tech and I just was like, I passed by the BCM and it was like, God was like, go back there. Like, and at that point, they'd had some changes happening within the BCM. So it was a bit smaller. But when I got there, the opportunity to lead and serve and then the new um, uh, leaders came in and we got to know them and plugged in with them. And it has just continued to evolve. And so I think um, it is just a place, no matter big or small on campus, if it's a small group that's that's on campus doing something, plug into it, lean into it. Um be bold and go out there and get connected because I think um, when you hold back, um, it tech can be a, it's a big place. And so you want to lean into those opportunities to find community no matter where that's at. I love both of your answers. I, I'm a huge advocate to help students find places where they can belong and prosper and 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 just find a way to participate. Uh, I know that, believe it or not, I know this is an unusual thing for me to say, I was an extremely shy child and I would not walk into a room and just find a way to participate and find a way to belong. I would wait for someone to come up to me and sometimes that would not happen. So you are, you, you just feel kind of alone in this big space full of people and that's not uncommon for a lot of people. Um, and even though I'm in a role where I'm very extroverted, my personality still is, is very, very shy. So I even encourage when I speak to students, you know, say, look, you know, go up and be the first, be brave, be the first to talk to someone because they may not be brave enough to talk to you first. Right. You know, just take that step. People want to be able to feel engaged and connected with and, and to belong. And, and I love the fact that you guys were looking for that and, and helping with that. And I think you do that uh, by providing this space with Vertical Coffee. It's a very engaging, welcoming space where you can feel a piece in there somewhere that you connect with and it feels a little bit like home. Um, it's just a, a very, a very beautiful way to help people feel comfortable, uh, especially for people that, that like me uh, might be a, a shy person that walks in and they're just unsure uh, about where they belong in that, in that area. 
But speaking about the wonderful things that the two of you do, I know that you are not in this business for accolades and bragging and promotion and all of that. But recently, I can't help but bring up the fact that you guys were featured in Cookville Lifestyles magazine, and you were one of the very few. Uh, they only had a handful of people on the movers and shakers list. And uh, you had to feel this was an honor because it is a very, very small list, but it was highlighting people and couples that were making a huge impact in their community. And uh, I loved when I saw the list start to unveil, you know, because I'm one of the writers for Nature Spotlight. So I love the magazine already. And uh, it, it just, I, I sit there and wait with everybody else to see how it's going to unfold. How did that feel? And uh, what, uh, what difference did that make in your life? I'll, I'll, I'll let you speak after this, but I, specifically on that one, I remember seeing when the magazine began to start, I remember telling Hannah, like, we'll never be on that list. <laughs> and so um, it's very, very humbling in a good way. Um, and uh, to, to have actually been a part of that, it, it, it really is an honor um to experience that and and even Shan like you said like I'm I'm pretty shy by nature I've become much more extroverted as I've gotten older um because I've kind of had to but um uh, to be able to be in that position where you feel seen in a way you've never been seen before it really is a, a, a an exceptional feeling uh, I don't know how else to describe it it was it was very 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 honoring to be a part of that it was a very big honor for us to be um asked I think what was great for for me is I've always kind of done my job and Justin's kind of done his job. And for us to be together in something was really spectacular yeah. for both of us. We loved doing all the things together, telling the story together because behind the scenes, we're doing it together. And so I, I think that, you know, we have conversations and we're seeing those things and it's not just me taking, I mean, we both, it takes both of our personalities to make our business grow. And I think yeah. that it's important that even though um, one may have a bigger vision for vertical than the other, together we're making that happen. And I could not do it without him. And he doesn't want to decorate that place without me. So, um, you know, and so I think it's it's such a, a fun thing for me and him um, to be honored on that. Because honestly, there were some great names and there are so many amazing people in our community it was kind of like really us, like there are so many other people in our community who are moving and shaking things. And at the time we hadn't moved across the street yet. So we didn't feel like we were moving and shaking too much. And so it was really funny, yeah. but we are, we are, we were so honored and um, know that this magazine will continue to showcase um, many wonderful people in our community who are doing great things. Absolutely. Well, the recognition was so deserved and congratulations to you two again for that. Uh, we like to end each interview with the same question, and that is, what is one way that Tennessee Tech has impacted your life? I think uh, it's still impacting my life as I continue to take classes uh, at the moment and, and getting my master's. Um, but I think going back to what we, uh, we were just sharing, I, I saw a study the other day that um, the coming generation right below us um, is, is the loneliest generation in our country. Um, and I definitely would say that going into college, I felt that way. I'm, I'm born and raised in Cookville. My mom is as well. My dad moved here when he was three. Um, we didn't go very far. We didn't do a whole lot. Um, we just were here in Cookville. Um, and then you finish high school and you go to college and um, it's kind of like starting over. Um, the people, the professors, the advisors, um, the definitely my peers, the students, um, and then organizations like the BCM, it really helped me to have a place to belong. 
Um, and I think what's happened is parts of me that I didn't know were there were able to come out as I felt uh, like I was known. Um, and then having the opportunity to know others and meet people from different walks of life and different ways of life and different, not just different places in our state or our country, but from across the world. Um, it, it was just such a wonderful time um, and, and continues to be um, so much to learn. But, but I think for me, the big thing is just having a place where uh, I could belong, where uh, I was uh, able to know others, but also I was known by others. And I think for me, and this will showcase our personalities, but I think for me, it was, I built relationships with um, my professors. I still have some professors that I went through college with that are still a big part of my life who continue to encourage me, but the opportunities that existed there, I could lean into. And I kind of had that advisement from them um, to lean into those things. Um, my internships, were they never told me no they said you know they said go and even um still those internships is what landed me jobs right out of um of college and so i am a huge proponent of students going and exploring careers and finding their paths in those things because to his point it is lonely when like you think you want one thing and you get into college and you're not sure that's exactly what you want to do but if you have people on the front end of your career saying hey come over here while you're in your math and your English classes and your history, like while you're doing all those generals, come over here and see what this looks like. So when you're ready for your, I think that mentorship that happened and impacted my life has made both of us very passionate to pour into this generation below us. And we get to do that through our coffee shop too. Yeah. We employ mostly tech students. Um, and so um, it's fabulous to sit there and say, hey, we know you love working here, but we want you to go. Like <laughs> We want you to go on and do big things because that's what you're made to do. And that's what, you know, of course they can stick around like they want, but, and we'll take them. But, um, but I think that's been the biggest impact in my life is like what I was able to uh, accomplish there through, or be mentored through to be able to accomplish more in my, my life. So, and it's a great, it's a great and growing college town. People will say, oh, I'm, in, I'm not sending my kid to tech and that's just too close to home. But when you go to tech, it is like, I tell everyone that I'm like, it's a different world. You yeah. want to, your kid can go and be from Cookville and go to tech and feel accomplished. I went to two other schools before I came back to tech. And I'll tell you that it's all in the opportunities that you put in front of yourself. It's all in how you lean in to what you want to do and you can accomplish anything. And that is it. And we're seeing that every day through tech's alumni and what they're doing currently at the university. So Hannah and Justin, thank you both so much for coming on the program. This has been great. We've enjoyed it. Thank you for having us. It was a blast. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, you can visit Vertical Coffee Company at their new location at 8 West Spring Street right here in Cookville. They're open Monday to Friday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Welcome back to College Town Talk. We are now joined by Dr. Joseph Slater, the Dean of Tennessee Tech's College of Engineering. On Dean Slater's watch, the College of Engineering remains the largest college on Tech's campus, with nearly 2,900 students. The college is comprised of seven departments and three research centers. Tech's College of Engineering is nationally ranked among the top engineering programs in the nation by U.S. News & World Report, climbing 15 spots over last year's standing, according to U.S. News' latest numbers. 
Dean Slater holds undergraduate and master's degrees in aerospace engineering and a PhD in mechanical engineering, all from State University of New York at Buffalo. He is a native of upstate New York and came to Tech in 2019 by way of Wright State University in Ohio. Dean Slater and his wife, Diana, are the proud parents of three children. Dean Slater, welcome to College Town Talk. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm going to up the brag a little bit here because we actually have four centers now. I, clearly, I cannot be trusted to do my own research. You're going to have to fill us in. So that, that'll be part of what we talk about today is the growth. But we have four research centers just recently approved last week was the MIND Center. So the Machine Intelligence and Data Science Center. Okay, you heard it here first, everybody. We are breaking news on this podcast right now. Wow, that's amazing. Now, Dean Slater, you had previously worked at the same university for 26 years in Ohio before coming mm -hmm. to Tech. Now, that couldn't have been an easy job to walk away from. So tell us why Tennessee Tech and why Cookville? Well, no, it, it was not easy to walk away from, and it was certainly uh, melancholy uh, because 26 years, you, you grow some deep roots. You have a lot of friends. Your, your, your family has friends and relationships, and there's a lot of career connections that I have locally, but like most research active faculty, our research spans the country. And so a lot of my friendships are, are not just local, but a large part of them are national. They're across universities, uh, co corporations, and uh, government agencies throughout the United States. So that made it a little easier for me. I think it was indeed harder for my family than it was for me because of the, the nature of, of my career. Now, the reason I chose Tennessee Tech is, is the mission of Tennessee Tech. It's familiar to me. It's one similar to the university that I came from, and it's an opportunity school with a great education. And just to be very pointed, it was a place where I could see my children coming to college. So my one of my children is here right now, and for privacy, I'll just leave it that way. And another one will start here next year. And I looked at Tennessee Tech, the ethos of the faculty, the ethos of the school. When we talk about students first, that's sincere. That's real. And I also noticed when I visited, when I interviewed, I saw the signs. I saw the community support for the college. And that's very, very important. That support really helps colleges thrive. It helps support the students when they need help. And when colleges inevitably go through cycles, they need that community support to help get us through that. And that's something that I, I saw as a, a great a great place to, to finish my career. Dean Slater, there is a lot of excitement about the university's new nuclear engineering degree program set to launch next fall. But at the Board of Trustees meeting in September, the university also announced a new Master of Science in Industrial and Systems Engineering that is expected to begin in the spring of 2025. What can you tell us about these new programs? Well, the nuclear engineering program is really core to Tennessee. People who are from Tennessee know about TVA. They know about Oak Ridge National Lab. And nuclear has been central to Tennessee for a long time. It has had a very tough few decades as people talk about safety or uh, the environment, et cetera. And it's been labeled unfairly for, for the costs. And there are costs for nuclear engineering or nuclear energy. But people tend to neglect the cost of carbon fuels, the chemical processing of solar panels, 
the uh, wind turbines, the, the blades on those, how do you dispose of them filling up landfills? Every energy source has a cost and none of them are free. And so you have to look at each of these different opportunities in and of themselves. What most don't understand is that the amount of waste that comes from nuclear energy, if you use nuclear energy for your entire life, that's how much nuclear waste there is, the size of this coffee cup. Now, you set that aside and say nuclear waste, that sounds negative and that sounds scary, right? Well, it's actually not waste. And that's the other part. All of the nuclear waste that we generate in this country can really be recycled and reused. We simply have not done this because it's cheaper to dig the fuel out of the ground. But we can stop digging nuclear materials out of the ground and go purely on the results, the output of those. I'm going to stop using waste. It's the byproduct. And we can reuse that for hundreds of years and we're fine. We have plenty of energy sitting right there. It's simply cheaper to use what's in the ground than to reprocess but we have the technology, we know how to reprocess it, and it prevents us from ever having an energy crisis as long as we're prepared and we get to that point. There are newer and safer nuclear reactors on the uh, right now. We have those designs now. Other countries are standing them up. Tennessee gets it. This is the wonderful thing about Tennessee. Tennessee, the government, they get it. The number of people that die from nuclear energy in this country every year is zero. It's zero. But if you look at asthma, if you look at chemical, if you look at carbon-related uh, uh, environmental change issues, all of these other sources are far worse and far more dangerous. Uh, if you've ever seen a gasoline fire, you realize gasoline isn't all that safe. So we're very excited to have nuclear engineering uh, coming here to Tennessee Tech because the world is starting to realize that nuclear energy is the future for energy uh, worldwide. But Tennessee is going to be on the cutting edge uh, in making sure that we have energy clean. It's no energy is purely renewable. There's always even solar panels is not renewable. You have to pay the cost of generating those chemicals for there, but very cost effective, very reliable. And you can make small, tiny reactors that are extremely safe. And we're ready to do that in Tennessee. Jonathan, I don't know about you, but I think we have found the most passionate and intelligent person in this room. And it's certainly not me. Yeah, I feel like I need to stop recording and start taking notes. <laughs> now, Dean um, Slater, it's not just new fields of study that the College of Engineering is offering. You have exciting new buildings on the way, too. Now, I understand that the Ashraf Islam Engineering Building is expected to be completed next spring, and plans are now underway for a second new engineering building. And I believe that's known as the Advanced Construction and Manufacturing Engineering or the, the ACME building, as I like to call it. So what should current and prospective tech students know about these spaces? Well, thank you for asking. The, the Ashraf Islam building is actually exceptionally unique amongst engineering buildings. And it's unique in ways that are, well, unique. When we designed that building, we said, let's start with the student and work our way out. And let's start with their needs. And what students need and what our graduates need is to understand that they're going to be working in multidisciplinary fields with professionals from other areas. Now, within engineering, we're, of course, going to be thinking inside engineering. That's what the building is. So we instead of designing it by field, we designed it by area. 
So let me give you an example. Our vehicle engineering labs included mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, and computer science, because those are the core and, and manufacturing engineering. Those are the core of what go into making a car. Our fluid dynamics lab, otherwise known as the hydraulics lab, is chemical engineering, civil engineering, and mechanical engineering. Each of the labs in the building was designed by a team of faculty across these disciplines, but in these subfields. So fluids, manufacturing, automotive, robotics, automation, control. And in doing so, we focus on those commonalities, provide in those labs the differences that each of those fields need and have a shared experience that works across all of these programs of study for students in those different fields. So they can talk to somebody who came from a different discipline than them and understand where they have a commonality. So in the hydraulics lab, there will be a wave tank. Mechanical engineers don't work with waves. Civil engineers do. And that's good. They get to see it. They will not use it, most likely. There will also be a wind tunnel. It's commonly more used by mechanical engineers, a little bit by civil, but not by the chemical engineers. They will see that as well. And it may excite their interest in going in a new tangent, a new direction for the careers. That's part of what makes that building special. We also added in a pond out back. And that pond is designed for environmental design, environmental engineering. A lot of buildings have ponds and they're decorative and they look nice and that's swell, but that's not what we did. We said, let's make a pond that looks like the ecosystem of Tennessee. It should look like a local pond. It should have the flora and fauna of a local pond. We should manage it like a local regional pond, not a decorative pond, not a koi pond, not, and, and it's something that has to recognize that we have an impact on the health of the environment. And then inside the building, we put the bioenvironmental chemical engineering lab. So students go into the pond with waders, if necessary, they take samples and they walk into the building to the lab and they analyze those samples right there. Environmental engineering programs across the nation, they always have to go in the field to get their samples. Well, the field for us, they can see out the window from the lab. It, that is very, very unique. We also put projects, student projects. They're not hidden in a corner. They're not in a back room. They're not in the discount space that you found in a warehouse. And some, some universities do a good job of this, some not as, as well. But we put them right at the front through glass. When you go down 10th Street, right alongside of the building, you'll see the Baja, you'll see the formula, you'll see the electric formula, which we just invested in, and we expect to compete in the spring of 2025, and the moon buggy. All of those projects there, focusing on students first, student projects, students experience, and student growth and learning. It sounds like the building itself is really a living, breathing engineering project. It, it, it is, and uh, I know we only have a few hours for this podcast. <laughs> uh, no kidding, but but I can talk about this building forever. The fact that we have three seismometers outside the building, and we have well over 100 accelerometers inside the building, we have strain gauges, so when somebody's walking around the building, we don't know who is walking, but we can tell that somebody is walking through that building. We can tell that if a truck drove by, how did it change the behavior of the building? How did it shake the building? One of the uh, floors is heavily censored so that when you walk across it, we'll be able to detect your gait as you walk across it. That's how you walk, how you step, how you limp. And the purpose of that is that we want to be able to measure if somebody is healthy or not. There are many studies that show that the gait 
is impacted before people show dementia and other illnesses. And so we're taking that and that classroom when it's not used as a classroom will be used as a lab to test this out so that we can learn how to detect the health of people in that setting. The objective being that, and this is Sally, uh, Sally Pardue and Steve Anton, the objective being that when we have a nursing home or we have a, a doctor who works with elderly patients, they can come in the office, they walk down the hall, and by the time they've gotten down the hall, the doctor says, well, here's what I see from the data. And the patient doesn't know how. Well, you walk down the hall. We were taking data when you did that to see if your gait was, was strong and stable. Well, it, it's truly remarkable. I mean, just not just the aesthetic you know, beauty of the building, but also the functionality that you're describing. Uh, it's going to be such a great asset to campus. And I know that people are really excited about the finished product. Uh, Dean Slater, we like to end each interview by asking the same question, and that is, what is one way that Tennessee Tech has impacted your life? You know, Tennessee Tech gave me an opportunity to do a lot of the things that I thought through my career that we should do. It's not uncommon to be in a job and say, we should be doing this. We should be doing that. We There's so many great things we could do. Tennessee Tech has really afforded me the opportunity to do many of those things. Sometimes as a dean, I don't get to do them. I get to hand them off to somebody else to do. But it's 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 really been a lot of fun watching all the great things that can that people can do when properly resourced, when they have the opportunities, they have the support, and they have the resources to go and make great things happen. And throughout the college, our research dollars are skyrocketing. The innovation in the classroom is taking off. We have great service going on amongst our faculty, and all of them are great in one way or another. And it's a lot of fun really having the opportunity to see that. Uh, and I treasure the, the opportunity that I've had to be part of Tennessee Tech and, and to impact the college and, and those individuals and especially our students in that way. And that, uh, that's hard to find. Many schools just do not have the environment, the, the board of trustees, the provost, the president, the support of the state legislature, the support of the community that's afforded here at Tennessee Tech. Dean Slater, thank you for being our guest today on College Town Talk. You're, way, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And for our listeners, learn more about Tennessee Tech's College of Engineering at tntech.edu forward slash engineering. I want to thank Hannah and Justin Davis and Dr. Joseph Slater for being our guest today on College Town Talk. And by the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, review, and share with your friends. It all helps to spread the word about the great things happening right here in Cookville. Absolutely. And we want to say thanks for listening in 2023. We wish you a happy holidays. Good luck to all of our tech students on their final exams this week. And we'll meet you back here in 2024 for more conversations with the people who make Cookville Tennessee's college town. College Town Talk is presented by Tennessee Tech University in partnership with the Cookville Putnam County Visitors Bureau. Your hosts are Jonathan Frank and Shan Stout, and original music is performed by Andrew Buckner. Visit us online at tntech.edu slash collegetowntalk.